So how did we go at the draft? Have we got players that are ready to go? Our draft expert Siobhan Rowe joins us here on North Talk. He searches, straightens up, puts him in front. Malcolm Blyden's a big kick. It's a massive kick. Down towards Kent. Oh. Oh. And a shimmer was a snap for goal. Charge! Goal! Goal! McCartney behind. McCartney has taken the mark. That is a magnificent Penarcher goal. Oh, what a goal from Sean Higgins. Class. Welcome to North Talk. Here's your host, Ross Payne. Hello, Shinboners, and welcome to the independent podcast by fans for fans. This is North Talk. It's great to have your company. And we welcome, in a special one-on-one podcast, our draft expert. Now, she's had a massive week working for Draft Central, and we know her as well from the NAB League call team, Siobhan Rowe. Hello, Siobhan. Hi, Ross. Great to be on and discuss all the draft picks that not only North picked up, but some of our other recruits as well. It's been a big few days, but it's fantastic to see the talent that's walking through the doors at Arden Street. I think you'll be happy when it's all over though, won't you? <laughs> I think so. It's been it's been a long couple of weeks, draft week, but it's always exciting. But I think it is time for these draftees to go off and spread their wings and for us to move on to the new crop now. Indeed, indeed. Hey, before we get to talking about our picks, what did you make of the draft quality overall this year? Um, This year's draft quality was very even after about the first five to ten picks. So I do like what North did with on trading that pick eight to Melbourne to then receive their first round draft pick next year as a lot of the talent is evenly spread in that middle half. And we saw that last night with plenty of uh, last night and the night before with plenty of draft sliders and plenty of players that were taken um, a bit earlier than originally thought. So you never you can never really judge who you've picked up until a couple of years down the track. But this year's draft, I would say, outside of that top elite group, it was very even. And as it turns out, North Melbourne did slide down the pecking order a little bit after the trading and also bidding on the night. So we ended up having three picks in the 30s. So our first pick came with pick 31, where we picked Charlie Combin, who's a, a ruckman from Gippsland Power. What do you know about Charlie? Yeah, so he's definitely one for the future. So he's a developing tool. Um, he's had quite a few injuries over the course of his bottom age career. But the talent manager down at the Gippy Power, the great Peter Francis, um, certainly rates him very, very highly, even after all of those injuries. So he's great mark overhead, um, has great pressure for a 199-centimetre player. And his versatility is also one of his key strengths. So he can play as that ruck, which... We certainly do need to bolster our ruck stocks, and we've done that with drafting Charlie Combin. And he can also play forward as well. So in a draft without many tools available, I think this is a great selection, but definitely one that we'll watch develop over the the course of um, a few years. So don't expect him to be playing in the seniors very early in his career. So were you shocked with North's first pick? They went for someone like Charlie? Um, I was. I definitely was. So I think what we've done this draft is go for list needs rather than the best talent that's available. Right. So Trent Bianco from the Oakley Chargers was still available at our first pick, which was that pick 31. And in my view, he was the best kick in the draft and maybe the best talent available. Um, and if you're looking at another guy like Jay Rantel from the Rebels, again, they're both midfielders, halfbacks, and Trent Rivers from WA was also on the board. And I thought, why are North not picking these players that 
in my view and a few other people's views, were the best talent available. But I think what we've done is we've drafted a lot on potential and possibility of these players flourishing into stars of the competition. So they've taken some risks, uh, but I think we've also drafted based on needs. Okay, it makes sense. And, and do you think, uh, Siobhan, that if if uh, at pick 31, if it's still available, Will Gould, do you think we would have selected him? Absolutely. I was devastated when the Swans got got uh, Will Gould before us. And mm. I think someone else from this podcast, Maddie, uh, also yes. <laughs> felt the same way. Um, he would have been a fantastic addition. And because he's played Stanford before as well, he's got that big ready-made body and he's a defender. He would have been perfect. But unfortunately, the Swans pipped us at the post. They did. So we go to pick 34. That This was our second pick in this year's draft. Jack Money. he's a small forward slash midfielder from Sandringham Dragons. Now, seeing the footage of Jack, he looks like he's ready to go, Siobhan. Um, I would agree with you to a certain extent. He is 177 centimetres and 71 kilos. So the only real knock on him is his size. So okay. it depends on whether or not he'd be able to handle AFL conditions and AFL bodies at that size but he certainly has the footy IQ of someone that's played footy for a long time and his footy IQ would almost guarantee him a spot in the best 22 all things considered so his decision making is elite he's a great kick not a high possession winner but makes a lasting impact on the game and also a quick stat he was the number one player at the 2019 under-18 championships for both score involvement and score assists. So he wow. certainly knows how to bring his teammates into the game. And he's another one with quite a little bit of an injury history. So he missed the finals with the Sandringham Dragons this year with a hand injury requiring surgery. So he also has had some injury interruptions, but certainly is a talent. There's no doubting that. And he does feel that small forward role that we are desperately crying out for. So it's it's he's up against Kane Turner. Do you see that kind of in 2020? Um, yeah, I think him and Kane will be battling that out for the spot. But the thing that Jack has over Kane is that he can also go into the midfielder, in, into the midfield as well. So he is a midfielder too, where I don't think we've seen Kane Turner play in the midfield quite a lot. Okay, that's that's really interesting. I saw him tackle, and he's and he's super tough. It's kind of he is a North Melbourne player in my eyes. I'm very excited to see Jack, uh, Jack Money. Of course, we're talking about, and I did see Siobhan, which was a really nice touch that Reshaw did head around straight away and visit his house and meet his family, which I thought was a wonderful touch. And there's a real buzz. I'll get to that shortly, but a real buzz at Arden Street at the moment. So with Reshaw. Um, being really involved, uh, a real hands-on role, and all the staff and everyone are loving him at the moment. So that's great to see. And we moved to pick 35, um, and these videos were across uh, our, uh, <laughs> I say our, our North, North Melbourne's official social channels. Uh, pick 35, we've got Flynn Perez. Now, he's a media midfielder from the Bendigo Pioneers. I'm comfortable to say, I don't think there's ever been a Perez that's played for North Melbourne before, uh, <laughs> certainly in my time. Um, he's got a soccer background, which I know they did pump up on the uh, Fox coverage last night. Um, he did his ACL and he missed most of 2019. I don't want to steal too much of your thunder, Siobhan, but um, another one for the future. Yeah, absolutely. So as you just mentioned, he did do his ACL in January on a draft camp. So he will need some time to adjust back into um, into football and just obviously put some strength back in that knee. But he is an outside midfielder that can also play in defence. So he's very versatile. His size is really, really good at, um, at 196 centimetres. So he's certainly got the body. Um, his character is really good. He's, he's got class with ball in hand. And obviously North 
were going off his ability and his form in 2018 as a bottom ager. So they've definitely seen enough to suggest that he's good enough to be picked at the pick that we chose him at. Um, He's also a good user from both sides of his body, so can kick from his left and right foot, which is always a great asset to have. Wow, that is is great to have. And we we hope to see him some stage in the future. It looks like he may be more of a learning curve for him in 2020, so we get some VFL footy into him. Now, just quickly, um, before we move to uh, a signing we made today at North Melbourne, a Category B player, Matt McGuinness, is a part of our Next Generation Academy. Um, He's a cat... Be rookie, as we said. Now, what what do you know about Matt, and um, how much of an influence can he have on twenty twenty and beyond? Is is he more again one for the future? Um, I think he is one for the future. So the knock on him is more he just needs to get some size on his frame, and as okay. that one hundred and ninety five centimeter key defender, he weighs seventy seven kilos, so he'll need to put on a little wow. bit of size. My word, um, but I can help his... him with that. <laughs> <laughs> He is uh, 19 years old, so he's got a little bit more age on some of the other players on the on the list that are coming in as new draftees. But he did have a wonderful season at the Tassie Devils in the NAB League, so it is just reward for the season that he had that he did get picked by North. Um, as I mentioned, he is a key defender, known for his intercept marking, penetrating kick, composure, and he is another versatile player. So his key position is that key defender, but he has been swung forward a little bit for the Devils and did play quite well in the NAB League as that forward too. Looking forward to seeing him run around. And uh, likewise with this uh, play, we, uh, we're recording here on a Friday afternoon, announced this morning that uh, former Brisbane and Geelong player Josh Walker has signed a one-year deal with North Melbourne as a delisted free agent. He's 27 years old. He played key back at Brisbane 11 games in 2019 for the Lions. That seems like a good signing. He had a very good year for the Lions. He's very stiff to be delisted, Siobhan. Um, yeah, I agree with you, Ross. I think that he'll add some depth um, to our list. I'm interested to get your opinion. Do you think that he'll be best 22 come round one? Uh, I, I think so. What did, my take is I think he's got competition. So the competition's on Durden and Mackay um, and Walker. So those three will be tossing up for that second key spot. Um, we hope that Majak's fully fit for round one. So I think Majak picks himself for round one. Likewise, Tarrant. Yep. Um, and then at third spot, yeah, between Walker, Durden, uh, and Mackay. So I think that's what, what it's what he's there for. Um, at this stage, I think he's the one. I, I, yep. What's your take on that, Siobhan? Um, I'd probably say yes, but at the same time, I'm thinking Ben Mackay would get some more opportunity this year for warranting. So it depends what path Reese wants to go down, whether or not he wants to have a mature age body or get more games into Mackay and Durden. Obviously, if we see them playing in the preseason and there's been no improvement or they're getting smashed, we don't want to throw them in the deep end round one. Um, but it'll be an interesting call. I think he will add quite a bit of depth. And we're going to miss Scott Thompson. I think that's pretty yeah. obvious. Um, but he could fill that role. And he is only 27. So you never know what he can produce over his time at North. And so we move to some uh, sign, signing news, new contracts for uh, – Cameron Zerha signed till the end of 2022. This is wonderful. Um, I, I think North getting ahead of the game there because he's probably going to be a really wanted player by other clubs at the end of 2020, but we've jumped ahead and signed him on till the end of 2022. Um, obviously, everyone very excited by what the Bulls got in store for us next year, and uh, that's great to get him. I think that was 
Glenn Luff's first piece of business being a list manager was signing uh, a contract extension for Cam Zerha. So that was a, a right move, don't you think, Siobhan? Absolutely. I nearly fell out of my seat when I saw that news. It's fantastic. Cam Zerha is one of my favourites. He, for me, epitomises what North Melbourne's all about. And he was a rookie selection to start off with. Yeah, so yeah. going along that draft theme, you never know who you can pick up in the rookie draft. So really exciting news. And we hope Cam can stay a North Melbourne player for life. I, I think back to, we all probably all remember the first time we saw a play and think to ourselves, he is going to be something. I was down in Launceston, I think 2017 against the Hawks. It was a bit of a dead rubber. I think our season was over. And he did a fend off and kicked a great goal. And I just thought, this guy's arrived. He's going to be something. So I think uh, Cameron Zerha is set for a massive 2020. Um, uh, what? How far do we go? I mean, is he going to be top five, best of fairest, top three potentially? That's how I... High, I rate him, um, and he can certainly go forward and kick a goal for us and hopefully many to come in 2020. And I know this has been a bit of a talking point with a lot of North fans. Mason Wood winning the 2K time trial, Siobhan, but let's note that he didn't win it last year as well. So we're all, we're all hoping that pennies drop for, at some stage for Mason. Um, but, uh, yes, we do say that he did win it last year, and we hope that uh, come uh, round one 2020, which is about four months away, that uh, that's when he shines. That's when we need him up and running. So uh, uh, your take on Mason and, and what he's required to do to uh, have a big 2020. Yeah, I feel like a bit of a broken record because at the start of every <laughs> season, I always say this year Mason Wood is going to break out and going to kick a, a big bag of goals um, for the whole season, not just for one game. And it'll start to become more consistent. Um, this year, I'm hoping that he turns his form around to be a more consistent goal kicker and contributor to the team. Um, obviously, we know that there was the news floating around during the trade period that his name was getting put up for other clubs. Um, and hopefully, that's the kick in the backside that he needs to go, all right, now, I'm not always guaranteed a position in the best 22. Um, I've got to start contributing more often. Um, and hopefully, that does happen because a fit and firing Mason Wood weekly in the team is invaluable for us. Uh, and before I let you go, Siobhan, obviously you're the draft expert. I, I just want to ask you about next year's draft. It seems like North's heavily invested in next year's draft. Can you tell me why I think we've got two first-round picks and two second-round picks as it stands? W what's the case? Why are we doing that? Yeah, it's really interesting because that's the question I ask myself quite often a lot too because next year's draft is quite heavily compromised with Next Generation Academy picks and also Father-Son picks. So, from what we've got so far, Sydney have two of the potential top five in Braden Campbell and Errol Goulden. And there's quite a few others. Jamara Hagen is tied to the Western Bulldogs. So that top end of talent, most of them are linked to other clubs. Um, so next year's draft pool doesn't go as deep as this year's either. So it's interesting. We have all those first round picks now and a, a few in the second round I'm wondering whether or not we're stocking up on those picks for a certain free agent or a certain player that we're looking for that comes mm. out of contract next year hint hint it might be Josh Kelly again who knows <laughs> oh no not again we couldn't do that again <laughs> yeah, it's, it's strange because I'm not sure um, what their plan is but next year's draft at this point looks compromised very much so. So it's a fascinating space. That's 12 months away. We look forward to that. And hopefully 2020 surprises us. I mean, I, I'm, look, I'm uh, optimistic about our season, but I'm, I'm not sure if we're going to play finals. We'll, do you think we'll be thereabouts again? 
Um, I heard Jack Siebel say the other day that this group under Reshaw is not going to be settling for middle of the road. I don't know whether or not we'll play finals. I think I'm in the same boat as you, Ross, but you never know. Um, I think the first few rounds of the 2020 season will dictate to me where we're at, especially with the teams we play. We've got to get off to a good start. And then I might start to get really optimistic. Spot on. It starts with round one against St Kilda. To me, I know it sounds ridiculous because it's just one game, but round one, we have to win round one. I'm sick of losing round one. We start four <laughs> points behind everyone else, you know, half the teams anyway, every single year. So hopefully this is a change of mentality. A new coach, Reshaw's first full year in charge. So our fingers are crossed that uh, something does fall our way for next season. Siobhan, we thank you for your time in 2019. I know you've been a busy lady with your studies and everything so we thank you very much and and your draft uh, commitments uh, through NAB League so on and so forth so thank you very much for your time on North Talk this year. Thanks for having me it's been wonderful and I can't wait for the 2020 season already. Uh, here, here. And to our listeners, we thank you very much for your uh, continued support of North Talk. It means a lot. We all volunteer our time. We don't make a cracker out of this podcast, nor do we want to. We're just here for you. Um, and we enjoy talking about the great footy club that is the North Melbourne Football Club. And uh, we will always be that way. So we thank you. Uh, be safe on the roads and through the whole uh, Christmas period and into the new year. And in a couple of months, we'll see you again for North Talk. So to you, your family, be safe. Have a Merry Christmas and a safe new year. And always keep up the North Talk.